Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the week six. You got two hands now. You got to count the weeks on these days unless you got, you know, the second thumb and you're rocking your rolling. But week six values, fellas. Hey, yo, fellas, fellas, this is what we're doing today. We're smacking you around on this beautiful Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you're watching this, the weekend. We're smacking you around with the values, top three at every single position. And this ain't your dollar store, your dollar tree values. This ain't your great value at Walmart. No, no, no. This is the value that your Uncle Nico knows the chef at the expensive restaurant down the street and gets you a family discount. You are still getting the top-notch food and service, but you ain't got to pay that full price. That's what we're doing right here with these values. Smacking you with them. Let's get into it with the quarterback values now, now, now. Before we do, subscribe button pops up. There you go. Let's slide into now the quarterback values as they pop up on the screen right now. These are my top three values. It's taking into account my projection and their price point. And then also you can see their super draft right now where they're ranking out the sponsor of this here program today. So the top three values, if you listen on the podcast version, Taylor Heineke, Lamar Jackson, and Carson Wentz in that order at the quarterback position. Now, of course, your price point is going to influence this. So Carson Wentz is very cheap, so he pops up a little bit here, but his projection is decent. We'll start at the top. My number one value this week is indeed Taylor Heineke for 21 fantasy points. Now, he's not a top five projected quarterback, but anything above 20 fantasy points in a medium projection for NFL DFS these days is very solid. It's even more solid when you're only $5,800, less than $6,000, and you come into this game with a 24.5 team implied total as a six-point underdog. Now, I do have a DFS course. I don't really promote it much. The reason I say that is there's a lot of game theory thoughts in there and a lot of scenarios with large sample sizes of data. And it's linked down below if you want to check it out. If you are a quarterback that has a 24 or higher team implied total and you are an underdog of three to six points, it is basically the best possible spot to be in as a quarterback. It means that Vegas actually believes in you to score points, to put points up on the board, and you're going to be forced to put points up on the board more times than not because of the fact that you're an underdog facing the Chiefs, the 32nd ranked secondary. Yes, they got worse than the Detroit Lions after last week's performance. So I like this. I like that Taylor Heineke is averaging over 25 rushing yards per game on the ground. He basically ranks like number tied for number five or six on this here slate. I like that the offensive line is holding up for Taylor Heineke. He's only been sacked five times, which is the second fewest on this slate out of any quarterback that has started multiple games. The only guy who's fewer, Dak Prescott behind the number one offensive line in the league. Heineke looks very good. Heineke's stacking options, of course, look solid, whether it's Terry McLaurin, whether you want to run it back on something with the Chiefs. Now, the second guy on here is Lamar Jackson. You might be saying, but Lamar Jackson is so damn expensive this week, Sal. How am I supposed to play Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson just balled the fuck out. Lamar Jackson is playing well. He's throwing the ball better than he ever has in his career. And oh yeah, he's still running the ball well. And now he might be adding another tool to the toolbox. He might lose Sammy Watkins, but he might add Rashad Bateman, which some might argue is an actual enhancement, the rookie, even though it would be his first NFL game. Lamar Jackson right now is the third most expensive quarterback on this slate, but he is the cheapest price point he has been all season long. And actually one final thing I want to point out about Taylor Heineke, number one pass blocking advantage this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Pro Football Focus has it as a positive 42% pass blocking advantage. By far number one over number two. The next gap would be like the difference between two and 17. It is clearly, clearly going to be all the time in the pocket to scramble or throw for Taylor Heineke. But now, yeah, you get this discount on Lamar Jackson. You obviously know what you're getting out of him. You're getting a slate high by more than double the rushing yards per game than anybody else in the slate at the quarterback position. 68 rushing yards per game. But he's also averaging 9.1 yards per attempt, which is second on the slate just barely behind Kyler Murray and just barely right now behind Matthew Stafford. So he's basically one of, if not the most efficient passer on the slate and by far and away the best rushing quarterback on the slate, averaging over 11 attempts per game. A 27 team implied total comes in right now tied for third on the slate. 
Lamar Jackson looks fantastic. And the third option here, he's very close to some other guys in my projections. I have my full projections, ranks, ownership, the optimizer, the discord. Yes, we have an optimizer now. All this other stuff updated daily matchup notes for every single meaningful player. It's on Patreon. Check it out down below if you want to get up in there. But Carson Wentz, this is more so a factor of price point at $5,400, but a factor of price point and also a, a nice overall projection here because they're 27 team implied total against Houston. They're 10 and a half point favorite, sure, but they're projected to score basically four touchdowns in this game. Wentz has one of the lowest Wentz has one of the lowest interception rates right now, and he's averaging around 35 attempts per game. Now, last week, he threw for over 400 yards. It was a little bit skewed, right? Game goes to overtime. First, basically, completion of the game is a 76-yard touchdown to your running back, so you didn't really do much on that one. So it's a little bit skewed there, 40-yard touchdown on a random jump ball that Michael Pittman makes a great play on. A little skewed, but he still looked decent. He should not be this cheap. Basically, Carson Wentz should not be around the same price point as Davis Mills and Mac Jones at this point in what he's been doing, right? He should be closer to a $6,000 quarterback, so you're getting a little bit of a discount in on Carson. Wentz. The more difficult thing with Carson Wentz is I'm fine to sack Taylor Heineke. I think that that's a decent game environment to snack. I'm fine to stack Lamar Jackson. I mean, Hollywood Brown continues to ball out. Mark Andrews has had a career game last week, and he's slowly, slowly getting more and more usage. I'm fine to stack players there. And I think that the runbacks on the Chargers side, like we saw last week, obviously can create a massive game environment. I'm a little bit concerned when it comes to the Colts. Do I really want to spend a lot of money with Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman and really no runbacks on the Colts? Maybe Brandon Cooks. It doesn't seem as appealing. So that's the one main concern there. Now, let's quickly slide into the sponsor of the program and start to build out a lineup here as we go through this. This is going to be super draft, $40,000 to first, a $200,000 contest. If you want to win any money, this is where your first dollar should go. This is a $20 entry. If you want to win any single dollars, you should go to super draft first because their contests don't fill. DraftKings and FanDuel have billion dollar marketing budgets. Their contests will fill 100% of the time. Super drafts will fill around 60 to 70%. If it fills at 70%, that means that 30% of the field gets zeros in their lineup. Just by scoring one point, you beat 30% of the field. That will not happen anywhere else you are literally throwing money away if you put your first twenty dollars into DraftKings over SuperDraft. You're, you're 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 accepting the fact that you have to beat 30 percent more of the field it makes absolutely no sense if you are aware and understand and have the ability to play on SuperDraft, which many of you watching this do and are not so give your head a shake you get a free 20 bucks if you use the code sal so there you go how much more do i got to do i got to give you this 30 percent easier chance to cash and win money and a 20 dollars for free if you use the code sal superdraft.io so let's build out this lineup right now i mean by far and away my number one projected quarterback is going to be Taylor Heineke on Superdraft, and then it goes Lamar Jackson, and then it's kind of a toss-up between Wentz and Joe Burrow. So let's just go to Taylor Heineke. The multiplier is so nice. It's a multiplier format, so you just multiply how many fantasy points your player scores that you're rostering by their multiplier. So if Taylor Heineke scores 20 points, you then multiply it by 1.55x. So seeing how high that multiplier is versus the projection is very important. We have projections on Patreon. So we'll start there with the quarterbacks and now we'll slide into the running back position. Running back position, the top three values for me right now in this order, and they will be updated throughout the week if need to based on news and injuries and all that type of stuff. Daryl Henderson, Austin Eckler, and Christian, yes, McCaffrey expected to play this week after they cut Rodney Smith and they didn't put McCaffrey on IR. So that would give a big hint that he is likely to play this week as long as there's no setbacks he was practicing last week and he almost actually played so we'll start up top with my number one value and that is daryl henderson henderson who comes into this matchup against the giants has massive favorites 10 and a half 11 point favorites if you watch my betting video already you know i took the rams at 10 and a half points i think it should be way higher and if that's the case i think it'll be an even better run script for daryl henderson daryl henderson has a positive 52 percent run blocking advantage against this giants team and he comes into the game with the second highest total i mean this is just this is just perfect right obviously we want to get a little bit of passing game usage which you've seen out of henderson but 
but not as much as we would like. But maybe we get two or three receptions here because otherwise, 18 carries for like 80 yards, it doesn't feel great if you're relying solely on touchdowns. But you've seen the passing game usage out of Henderson. He's averaging about three and a half targets per game. 18.3 opportunities per game based on his opportunities per game alone i have daryl henderson should be at least a $6,600 running back so you're getting the built-in value on the price tag right there and then you factor in that he currently has this week a top five matchup as a 10 and a half point favorite with the second highest total on the slate above four touchdowns at 29 and he's also been efficient as one of the leaders a top five player on the slate in yards per touch so henderson looks good and then some of the highest projected or priced players in the slate they still look good this is the crazy thing these guys are factoring in their price point on how expensive they are and also Eckler and Christian McCaffrey still pop off as being too cheap I think that Christian McCaffrey should be close to a $10,000 running back whenever the fuck he's playing he comes into this game as a slight favorite with a 24 team implied total which looks good he obviously looks great for a slate high 23 opportunities per game more than Dalvin Cook he is bowling the fuck out in his limited sample right now and that's with not even finding the end zone all that much so Christian McCaffrey I don't have to tell you looks really good even factoring in the price point definitely a cash game play and a priority as long as he's actually out there because he's too cheap and Austin Eckler, you know what to do here. If Austin Eckler, if you want to play Lamar Jackson, pair him up with Mark Andrews, run it back with Austin Eckler, or pair him up with Hollywood Brown and Andrews, double sack it, run it back with Austin Eckler. Eckler would be my top priority run back in that type of atmosphere. Three touchdowns last week, over 100 yards. He's basically right now the budget form for a $900 discount off of Christian McCaffrey. He gets a really nice game environment and being that his team has a 23 and a half point total. Justin Herbert kind of fits this mold that we were talking about earlier with the Taylor Heineke being 23 and a half points, really close to 24, but they're under dogs by three and a half so Herbert again another really good situation for him and you're getting Austin Eckler who leads this entire slate and fantasy points per touch right now he's the leader in there so he's being very efficient his touchdown rate is high of course he leads the slate in yards per carry he's getting 18 and a half opportunities per game so not only is he getting the volume not only is he getting the red zone work so far this season with 18 red zone attempts which is top four on this slate at running back position actually it's top three on the slate he, he's getting efficiency as well so everything looks good there for Austin Eckler those would be our top three values at running back position now, if we slide over to Super Draft and try and fill in the running back position, Eckler is actually my highest projected running back by about three points over on Super Draft. They're giving him too nice of a multiplier there. So we're going to just slide in Austin Eckler for one of our running backs, and I'll go snag another one for us. So we pick up on Super Draft two running backs that we talked about in Eckler and Henderson. I will also say a sneaky running back this week is the Chiefs, Daryl Williams, if he indeed gets the run and they don't use a lot of Elijah Maguire and Jarek McKinnon because he has a high multiplier of 1.65x. Again, use the code Sal for a free 20 bucks. That's where I would start so far. Now let's go up in, up ball up in slide on a late night shout out drake into the wide receiver position wide receivers pop up on the screen top three values in this order so far t higgins jacoby myers and robbie anderson the man that should have had a deep touchdown last week barely underthrown by sam darnold avante maddox gets a hand up otherwise he's scoring 15 16 points and everybody wants to play robbie anderson but since he let a lot of people down not only in season long all year not only in their best balls but also in dfs every time he's been out there he's not going to be that highly owned and he looks pretty decent robbie anderson has our third best value this week of course of course it's hard to get to him if you have um, any sort of emotions tied to what he's done to you in the past but he's still seeing in this offense six targets per game right now just everything else does not look great a 41 percent catch rate is i believe the lowest on the slate yeah it's the lowest on the slate even out of guys who have only seen like two targets so far this year his separation has not been good according to next gen stats but the things that you are seeing is that he's still seeing the air yards and he's still seeing a couple targets per game and again this is mainly a price play he's forty eight hundred dollars now he's in the four thousand dollar price range he's next to guys like quinton cephas who's actually on ir now but this is the guys he's next to hunter renfro who is not going to get any air yards for you Rondell Moore who you're hoping runs 20 routes in a week right Rashad Higgins he's next to these guys when Robbie Anderson clearly has a higher ceiling than these guys maybe Rondell Moore's ceiling is close but 
20 routes compared to Robbie Anderson's 30 plus routes, right? So Anderson at 12.8 fantasy points just because of the price tag is why he's popping up for us. Second on this list is Jacoby Myers, who is averaging 9.2 targets per game. And now he actually gets himself in a better environment. A 23 team implied total is actually pretty encouraging when I saw this for New England. That's a pretty high total for an underdog as four point underdogs here. He gets a matchup against Dallas right now, who is leaking the most fantasy points on the slate to the wide receiver position. And oh yeah, news alert, he is the number one wide receiver on the Patriots in terms of volume. The air yard market share is not great, but 29% is decent. He's seen four red zone targets so far this season, which is solid when the NFL leaders are only around like eight or nine. So that's solid for an offense that is running the ball a lot and not getting there. And oh yeah, speaking of running the ball a lot, no James White, we've already known that. Damian Harris now banged up. And they're going to be passing the ball a little bit more here as underdogs in a game where they're not going to be able to control the pace on the ground. So I'm expecting in this one a better performance than last week when they were able to get down. Well, they were down big and they kind of leaned on the shoulders of Hunter Henry to get back in the game a little bit of Nelson Aguilar and you only had five targets for Jacoby Myers I expect a little more here as he'll be in the slot he'll get to avoid Trevion Diggs as Nelson Aguilar will have to face him on the outside while Jacoby Myers operates out of the slot and number one is T Higgins I played T Higgins in my main lineup last week only got 10 points we got the two-point conversion we did get seven targets but it was a Jamar Chase show in terms of just who was finding the end zone and getting the deep bomb touchdown but I still firmly believe that T Higgins Higgins is going to be the most consistent receiver on this team over the course of the season over the course of the next couple of seasons I just do he's the more stereotypical alpha build as the ex bigger receiver can move the chains can win in the red zone more and now we're getting t higgins at this insane price point of fifty three hundred dollars give me t higgins at this price point all day he's a little bit cheaper than jacoby myers they grade out for the same fantasy points 14.8 each for me right now a 26 team implied total for a guy seeing 7.3 targets per game but that number is incorrect 7.3 targets per game is factoring in that he left at the beginning of the third quarter week one where the game then went to overtime right so he missed out on three quarters there potentially he missed a whole game so he hasn't played in seven quarters that's 7.3 if you take out the fact that he left halfway through is actually closer to like nine and a half targets per game right now for t higgins which clearly when you use that in fact that into your projections looks a lot better for a team that's now slowly moving the ball more last week they were able to against the bad packers secondary that's banged up and now they'll have a chance against the detroit lions that ranks 31st in their coverage grades so i like t higgins a whole lot i think he's great for cash i think he's we put him in the first look lineup if you haven't checked that out i think he's great for a lot of scenarios as to where you need a cheap guy who has a massive ceiling he has 30 plus point upside ceilings you saw it all year last year and you're getting the volume this year so now you need to fill out three wide receivers i'll let you choose your third one but we'll go with jacoby myers who's my highest projected super draft play the multiplier of 1.65x for a guy who's facing dallas as an underdog and the number one target share receiver on new england that's way too low and we'll go terry mclaurin who we didn't talk about in terms of my overall values this week but he's very close to being in the top three Terry McLaurin this week right now for me is my number seven overall value. And based on his actual points, he looks like a fantastic GPP play, even a decent cash play versus Kansas City this week. The 1.3x multiplier looks really good. So we need to pick a tight end, the flex, and a wide receiver. The flex can probably be more so a wide receiver than a running back, although running backs look solid. I'll let you pick your final wide receiver. Guys like... Uh, guys some guys that we've talked about do look decent Michael Pittman continues to have too high of a multiplier Adams looks good but he only has a 1x multiplier Kadarius Tony if Sterling Shepard and some guys are out even if they're not he looks fine but if they're definitely out he jumps up into this list as definitely being probably the number one projected player for me over on Superdraft and now we close up shop with the tight end position my values in this order are all in kind of different price ranges Jared Cook for the cheap Mark Andrews Travis Kelsey if you're wondering where Ricky Seals Jones is he's just off this list I believe right now he is number four for me so we can start in the bottom of Travis Kelsey 
my highest projected player, and he's too cheap. He's $7,000. This has been Travis Kelsey normally being $8,000. He struggled the last couple of weeks, right? He struggled the last two weeks. He gets a stinger last week. I'm expecting him to play. His team has the highest team total on the slate, where he might have a little bit lower ownership because people are down on the Chiefs right now, and the narrative is that they're not as good, and they're having concerns. Keep spewing that narrative and lowering Travis Kelsey's ownership when he's been at a season-low price tag, still seeing eight and a half targets per game, four red zone targets, 25% of his team's air yards. I like Travis Kelsey, and oh yeah, 369 receiving yards only behind Mark Andrews right now, who's our number two value. Mark Andrews coming off of a career game with two touchdowns, a two-point conversion, 100 plus yards, by far a career game for Mark Andrews, and he's your clear and obvious stacking option. Obviously, Hollywood Brown's there as well. I would prefer Mark Andrews to secure correlation at the tight end position, but if you don't want to go there, then go Hollywood Brown with Lamar Jackson stacks. A 27 team implied total, third highest on the slate, 7.6 targets per game, and things are slowly starting to ramp up. If you've owned Mark Andrews before last week, maybe you're let down, but he's had two touchdowns called back he got those both back last week he leads the nfl amongst tight ends right now with 10 air yards per target so he's being targeted downfield again he's running his routes mark andrews 13.8 fantasy points look solid and then just jared cook i know he let people down last week he had that late fourth quarter 30 yard reception and run to not have a goose egg he only had three targets it was by far the lowest usage you've seen out of jared cook i don't think i think that's just kind of a one week mirage because this guy before that game is averaging six targets per game or more than six targets per game so i would expect that to go back to the the basic and the average that you're used to seeing and everything else just looks great he gets red zone targets he has four of those he sees 15 air yards per target or 15 percent of his team's air yards target share right now he's seeing eight and a half air yards per target right so this is decent i think that this is going to be okay long term for cook if you didn't want to go him for value it would be rookie seals jones now let's fill in the tight end position on this super draft shall we now the other thing with super draft is that you don't need to correlate even though we have taylor heineke here and i do land on terry mclaurin i wasn't doing that for the correlation stacking reasons it just happened to work out and obviously if it does work out even better you have correlation there but because of the multipliers being different you don't have to mark andrews will go with here we talked about him he's my second highest projected super draft player but he has a 1.45x multiplier some other guys to consider would be darren waller travis kelsey Noah Fant, tyler higby those types of plays so there you go you can fill in the wide receiver and flex for yourself we filled you up with a, a good bones to this lineup if you will keep in mind we are recording this midweek so injuries will change and maybe some better values will open up so be sure to check the patreon projections for updated super draft projections down below use that code south your best chance of winning money if you have the ability to play in super draft and you choose DraftKings or FanDuel with your first $20 over it that's fine but you just became a sucker a sucker to what their marketing scheme is and it's a legitimate marketing campaign but they have more dollars so they absorb you basically onto their site even though your best pace to be placed to be playing before super draft potentially I don't know maybe they'll go out of business because they're giving so much overlay but if they're not filling the contest your first dollar should be going to where you can win the same amount of money for the same buy-in versus 30% less competition you are actively saying I want to face and have to beat an extra 300 lineups out of every thousand people in a contest on DraftKings and FanDuel versus SuperDraft. Use the code Sal, get your free $20. There's your schmacks for the day, the top values, your Uncle Nico's family discount at the diner down the street. You got the top quality food, service, and a lovely dinner, but you got it for half off because, hey, Uncle Sal here got the values for you. Enjoy the rest of your day, fellas and ladies out there, and I'll see you all. Videos dropping every single day in live streams as well for the main slates and the showdown slates. I'll see you all in the next one.